Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original languages as a guide. Today we are in Numbers chapter 3, and we are reading from the New King James Version Bible. And I do pray, Father God, opens our eyes, ears, and heart to his truth. I am sitting outside, so if you hear gunshots in the back, (laughs) we live close to a shooting range, and there's... A few trucks driving down the country road here. But other than that, isn't it peaceful and beautiful out here? Lord, please teach us your way. Numbers 3, verse 1. Now these are the records of Aaron and Moses when Yahweh spoke with Moses on Mount Sinai. And these are the names of the sons of Aaron. Nadab, the firstborn, and Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, the anointed priests whom he consecrated to minister. Remember, anointed means smeared. (laughs) And they were smeared with the olive oil. They were chosen by Yahweh. Nadab and Abihu had died before Yahweh when they offered profane fire before Yahweh in the wilderness of Sinai, and they had no children. So Eleazar and Ithamar ministered as priests in the presence of Aaron their father. And Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near and present them before Aaron the priest that they may serve him. So I hope you understand here, We have all of the priests, of which Aaron and Moses are priests, too, right? And Aaron was set aside to do the high priest ministry. So of the Levites, Aaron is set aside and his sons to do the Holy of Holies, to do the um, utmost important things in the tabernacle, if that makes sense. So, but the Levites were their servants to help them because there's a lot of duties with the offerings and the daily offerings and the farm that had to be upkept then, you know, um, that were given to the Levites. There's just a lot of work to be done. So they divide these, these duties amongst all of the Levites, but then the highest priestly duties were given to Aaron and his sons. Okay, verse 5. I'm sorry, verse 6. I'll read it again. Bring the tribe of Levi near and present them before Aaron the priest that they may serve him. And they shall attend to his needs and the needs of the whole congregation before the tabernacle of meeting to do the work of the tabernacle. Also, they shall attend to all the furnishings of the tabernacle of meeting and to the needs of the children of Israel to do the work of the tabernacle. And you shall give the Levites to Aaron and his sons. They are given entirely to him from among the children of Israel. So you shall appoint Aaron and his sons, and they shall attend to their priesthood. But the outsider who comes near shall be put to death. So not just anybody could be a high priest. Now, when we get to the book of Kings, we're going to learn that Jeroboam sinned gravely, and he anointed priests from every class of people. And it was counted to him as a huge sin. So it's very important that the sons of Aaron are the ones who do this duty. No outsider can join them in this. Verse 11. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Now behold, I myself have taken the Levites from among the children of Israel instead of every firstborn who opens the womb among the children of Israel. Therefore the Levites shall be mine, because all the firstborn are mine. On the day that I struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I sanctified to myself all the firstborn in Israel, both man and beast. They shall be mine. I am Yahweh. And Yahweh spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, saying, Number the children of Levi by their father's houses, by their families. You shall number every male from a month old and above. So Moses numbered them according to the word of Yahweh, as he was commanded. These were the sons of Levi by their names, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. 
And these are the names of the sons of Gershon by their families, Libni and Shimei. And the sons of Kohath by their families, Amram, Izahar, Hebron, and Uziel. And the sons of Merari by their families, Mali and Mushi. Okay, I have to stop here. My husband and I always tease our son that he should name his children Molly and Mushi. Not that they're bad names, but they're just really funny in the English language. And so I think they're cute. And so we always tell Trey he should name his children Molly and Mushi. <laughs> okay, I'll keep reading. These are the family of the Levites by their father's houses. From Gershon came the family of the Libnites and the family of the Shemites. These were the families of the Gershonites. Those who were numbered according to the number of all the males from a month old and above, of those who were numbered, there were 7,500. The families of the Gershonites were to camp behind the tabernacle westward. And the leader of the father's house of the Gershonites was Eliasaph, the son of Lael. The duties of the children of Gershon in the tabernacle of meeting included the tabernacle, the tent with its covering, the screen for the door of the tabernacle of meeting, the screen for the door of the court, the hangings of the court, which were around the tabernacle in the altar, and their cords according to all the work relating to them. From Kohath came the family of the Amronites, Amramites, the family of the Israelites, the family of the Hebronites, and the family of the Uzielites. These were the families of the Kohathites. According to the number of all the males from a month old and above, there were 8,600 keeping charge of the sanctuary. The families of the children of Kohath were to camp on the south side of the tabernacle. And the leader of the family's houses, house of the families of the Kohathites was Elias, sorry, Elizaphan, the son of Uziel. Their duty, now listen to this because this comes into play later in scripture when one of David's servants touched the ark and they were not carrying the ark on their shoulders, the Kohathite priests weren't. So listen to this, because their duty included the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, the utensils of the sanctuary with which they ministered the screen and all the work relating to them. So what I want to point out, God is right here dividing the duties amongst the tribes of, of Levi and saying which household will take care of which part of these tabernacle or temple then furnishings and duties. Okay, so when King David, and we're going to get to the story later, but King David is so excited and they decide to bring the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. But they put it on a new cart instead of on the shoulders of the Kohathites. And we're going to read other places here, but very specifically, the Ark was to be carried. Remember the poles we read about in Exodus when we talked about the furnishings and how they were made in the tabernacle? The um, all of the utensils, oh, I'm sorry, all of the implements and furnishings of the inner sanctuary were to be carried, if you noticed, by poles that went through the, uh, the um, whether it was the showbread table or the altar, whatever it was. So there was poles that they had to put through there and then they carried it upon their shoulders. Now, when David and his men were bringing the ark back, they made a new constructed cart and had oxen pulling it. And then Uzzah, put out his hand to steady it when the oxen stumbled and he thought the ark was going to fall off and he was literally struck dead. And so it is so important <laughs> that we are reading these because when Messiah returns, it specifically says when Jesus Yeshua returns, we will go back to the land. And of course, we know we will be following his Torah. It says the law will go forth from Zion. It says he will teach the coastlands his laws. And so we need to know what will be required of us so that we don't make an accidental sin 
like David and Uzzah did. And in that story, if you look at a couple chapters later, you see them then again bringing the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem and David saying, we sinned, we did it wrong the first time because we did not follow the law. And so this, that's why it's important to know these things. Plus, I think it's a lot of pictures. We carry the burden carrying upon their shoulders. It's we, you know, you think about there's a saying that talks about, you know, you carry that burden on your shoulders. Well, interesting here, the sons of Levi, specifically the Kohathites, were to carry that burden upon their shoulders. It was, it was rested upon them, on their shoulders, literally and figuratively, to be careful for the sanctuary utensils and implements of, of God. I just think it's beautiful. Okay, hope I didn't lose you too much on that sidetrack, but I just wanted to clarify that. Verse 32, And Eleazar the son of Aaron the priest was to be chief over the leaders of the Levites with oversight of those who kept charge of the sanctuary. So now Eleazar was one of the high priests. So you had the Levites, the Kohathites, but then over them and stuff you had these, the sons of Aaron. From Merari came the family of the Malites and the family of the Mushites. These were the families of Merari. And those who were numbered according to the number of all the males from a month old and above were 6,200. The leader of the father's house of the families of Merari was Zuriel, the son of Abihal. These were to camp on the north side of the tabernacle. And the appointed duty of the children of Merari included the boards of the tabernacle, its bars, its pillars, its sockets, its utensils, all the work relating to them, and the pillars of the court all around, with their sockets, their pegs, and their courts. Moreover, those who were to camp before the tabernacle on the east, before the tabernacle meeting, were Moses, Aaron, and his sons, keeping charge of the sanctuary to meet the needs of the children of Israel, but the outsider who came near was to be put to death. Now let me point out again, in the book of Ezekiel, it talks about the third temple, and it says the only, nobody can go in and out of the east gate, but the prince gets to sit in the east gate, which we know the prince is Yeshua, Jesus. But it says because God himself goes in and out that east gate. The Spirit of God, or whatever it says. I can't, okay, I'm sorry, I just faltered there a minute because I was trying to remember the exact verse, and I, and I can't look it up right now because of what I'm doing. But um, the point being, the east gate is never, humans are not allowed to, enter it because only God can enter it. Well, the prince can enter it. He can sit there and it's only open certain days. And and that prince is Yeshua, Jesus. It's not David coming back to life. It's Yeshua because he is God. And I just think that's a neat picture that right here, the highest, highest people that were closest to God, leading them in Yahweh's Torah and his ways, Moses, Aaron, and his sons were right there on that Eastern side. And that's where Yeshua will be. I just think that's beautiful. All who were numbered of, Yah of the Levites, whom Moses and Aaron numbered at the commandment of Yahweh by their families, all the males were a month old and above, were 22,000. Okay, let me point out again. I'm sorry, my brain just backtracked. So if you want to read about what I'm talking about in Ezekiel, start in chapter 40 of Ezekiel and go to the end. And it talks about how the temple is constructed. It talks about who goes in the east gate, who cannot go in the east gate. It talks about how we enter the temple when we um, are going to be doing our offerings. Those who go in the north will then exit the south and stuff like that. So, um, but it, that is found in Ezekiel 40 to the end. And I think Ezekiel 45 is where it specifically talks about Jesus, Yeshua cleansing the temple um, on the first day of Abib again. And 44 talks a lot about how he'll lead us in the offerings again and 46. So it's all in there. I, so I just wanted to point out if you are interested, 
and you want to research more about that, those particulars, go to Ezekiel chapter 40 through the end, and you'll find it. Okay, I'm going to read verse 38. Moreover, those who were to camp before the tabernacle on the east, before the tabernacle of meeting, were Moses, Aaron, and his sons, keeping charge of the sanctuary to meet the needs of the children of Israel. But the outsider who came near was to be put to death. All who were numbered of the Levites whom Moses and Aaron numbered at the commandment of Yahweh by their families, all the males from a month old and above, were 22,000. Then Yahweh said to Moses, Number all the firstborn males of the children of Israel from a month old and above, and take the number of their names. And you shall take the Levites for me. I am Yahweh, instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel, and the livestock of the Levites, instead of all the firstborn among the livestock of the children of Israel. So I hope this is making sense to you guys. He's replacing... Okay, so so that all of the firstborn of the sons of Israel don't have to go and serve him. He took all of the tribes of Israel. And you're going to see there's going to be a discrepancy in numbers, so he makes a way around that. And also, everything that the Levites own, all of their livestock, belongs to Yahweh. And they use it for the temple offerings. Of course, their own food and stuff as well. But it's um, instead of taking everything from the children of Israel... It belong, the Levites become his, which is really a neat picture just to be possessed by Yahweh. I love that. Okay, so let's keep reading and it'll make more sense. So Moses numbered all the firstborn among the children of Israel as Yahweh commanded him, and all the firstborn males, according to the number of names from a month old and above, of those who were numbered of them were 22,275. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel and the livestock of the Levites instead of their livestock. The Levites shall be mine, I am Yahweh. And for the redemption of the 273 uh, 73 of the firstborn of the children of Israel, who are more than the number of the Levites, you shall take five shekels or shkalim for each one individually. You shall take them in the currency of the shekel of the sanctuary, the shekel of 20 geras. So, there, if you notice right here, there were seven, there was, um, two, I'm sorry, 273 more children of Israel than there were Levites. And so because of that difference, God says, here's, you take five shekels for each of those men to redeem them, to buy them back, to purchase them so they could remain amongst their tribes of Israel. Because otherwise the firstborn of all the Israelites would have had to go be Yahweh's priest. So if, if you're understanding here, for example, um, let's say, pretend my family weren't Levites and we were just of the tribe of Gad or something. So my firstborn would have had to go to the temple or the tabernacle, whichever was standing at the time, and serve Yahweh because my firstborn belonged to him. But I get to keep my first, I would get to keep my firstborn because he took a Levite instead to do that duty. If that makes sense. I hope you are following what he's saying here. And you shall give the money with which the excess number of them is redeemed to Aaron and his sons. So Moses took the redemption money from those who were over and above those who were redeemed by the Levites. From the firstborn of the children of Israel, he took the money, 1,365 shekelim, or shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. And Moses gave the redemption money to Aaron and his sons, according to the word of Yahweh, as Yahweh commanded Moses. So, I hope that made sense. It was dividing the duties of the Levites, telling the Levites they were going to be in service to the sons of Aaron. And it's basically outlining their jobs, <laughs> their work. And of course, 
within that tabernacle temple, it was truly the males who were doing the work um, there. There was a number of reasons, because if a woman had her customary impurity, she would defile the holy implements, and there, there's just a number of other reasons, and mothers need to be home taking care of their children. And so it's not that they were less, they just had a different role. So anyway, God's word is so beautiful. I love it, and love you all. I, I just pray you have such a super blessed day. Talk to you next time.